This podcast is sponsored by AllPosters.com, the world's largest poster and print store. Use code BUNNY25 at checkout to save 25% on all purchases until April 30th. Thanks for the support. Well, hello, 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 and hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is episode 14, and today we're talking about Pulp Fiction. If you were confused, last week was supposed to be Pulp Fiction, but Sam died. So this died. week yeah. we're uh, we're now doing Pulp Fiction. Um, well, I just thought I heard him from the grave. If uh, if last week was your first episode, <laughs> please stick with us. We can do better. Last week was rough. We apologized. We wanted to do something. It was very last minute. It it was pretty obvious that it was last minute. So we will strive to to do better. Uh, so say last minute again. So so <laughs> please please forgive us. Please give us another chance. Uh, of course, if you're still with us, then you've given us 14 chances. Uh, I am Sean Ard, and joining me tonight is Chad, accidentally shot in the face, Evans. <laughs> it just went off. Cornelius, <laughs> say what again, Logan? How appropriate, right? I, I, it was, we don't I didn't we know don't, that was going to happen. Yeah, we don't we don't coordinate this. This just no. happens. No. And Sam, awkward dancing vector. Uh, bring out the gimp. Yep. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so, so let's pull up a comfy chair and dive in. So this is Pulp Fiction, 1994's Pulp yes. Fiction. I had never seen this before to, uh, well, the day we watched it. I watched it about a week and a half ago. I had never seen it. I hadn't seen it before. And uh, it'll be pretty interesting that what my what my views are. I know I know Sam and, yep. uh, is, is interested in hearing, and I'm sure the other guys, you uh, other people are too. Eh, uh, not really. No, well, fine. But, but yeah. since we're here, we might as well talk about it. Um, but before we get into my opinion, we have Miss um, Catherine here. Well, not not here, but she's, you know, here in spirit, of course, Her virtual yeah. essence. Uh, she's going to tell us what this movie is. That sounds nasty. The lives of two mob hitmen, a boxer, a gangster's wife, and a pair of diner bandits intertwine in four tales of violence and redemption. <laughs> So, <laughs> and you should have just let it go. That would have been perfect, right? Well, yeah. Anyway, so so that's what this movie is. Um, I had no clue what this movie was about before I watched it. Legit, the only things I knew from this movie were uh, that John Travolta danced, um, that Uma Thurman was in it at some point, Sam Jackson sweared a lot, and and I'm pretty sure I knew that he was a hitman. Yeah. And at you the can end, pretty much assume that most movies that Sam Jackson's in, there will be quite a bit of swearing. Fine. Uh, well, he he didn't swear a lot in the Avengers, or he wasn't on screen as much. Well, he wasn't. He now, I think the the amount of time that he is on screen is appropriate. Uh, can, can be proportioned to how much swearing is in the movie. That's probably true. Uh, again, though, he didn't swear a lot in Unbreakable, and he's in ninety percent, well, eighty percent of that movie. But that's beside the point. I, I, the example is. Is broad spectrum that you're right. If Sam Jackson generally is going to be in your movie, he's going to swear a lot, uh, which is fine. Um, so, uh, so those are the few things that I knew about this movie. I had no idea 
I didn't even know Bruce Willis was in this movie. Like I thought that I did, but I thought he was just kind of an ancillary character. I didn't realize that he was, he's actually a main part of the movie. Um, he basically, he's one third of the movie essentially. And I didn't, I had no idea. So I actually really liked the Bruce Willis parts just because he's my favorite actor of the group that's in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we're going to, we're going to get into that more in a, just a minute, but I actually have a fun game for the, for the three of you and for the, you know, those listening at home, this is game is going to be called name the stars that were in other comic book movies and or TV shows. Okay. This is brand new. You guys have no idea what's about to happen. Okay. So this game, as I was watching this movie, I realized, holy cow, there's a lot of people in this movie that are in comic book movies or TV shows. Okay. So if you can name four, you win a, a gold star. Okay. So Sam, well, well, what? Can I start? Please give me, give what, me one person. What, what does, um, it's not unbreakable. Well, yeah, I guess unbreakable would be Sam Jackson. Okay. Or, or of course, you know, Avengers, any of the Avengers, right. Um, you, Iron Man type of thing. Marvel universe. Marvel Universe, yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, Bruce Willis was in um, the Shyamalan film where he was a superhero. Okay. What other one? Um, what other one was Bruce Willis in? Yes. He's in, technically, there's... Red? Is yeah. Red a... Red is DC Comics. DC Comics. I right. didn't know that. I didn't know that. All right. Your, your turn is um, done, Corny. No. Oh. You picked the two easy ones. So, Corny, okay. can, you give me, can you give me two more? Um... This dead air is brought to you by Corny Thinking. <laughs> Chad, the uh, gerbil Uma, may Uma have Thurman died on the wheel. Kill Bill. Who? Uma Thurman and Kill Bill. Kill, I wouldn't call that a comic book movie. The movie came out and then they made comics after them. But there's a better example example with Uma Thurman. Uh, okay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Well, <laughs> hold on, Sam. People are screaming. I don't know. Sam? I don't know. Uh, wasn't Uma and Thur- uh, Batman and Robin the worst Batman ever? Yes. Oh, yes. she was. Uh, she was uh, poison ivy. ivy. She was poison yeah. ivy. All right, Chad, you got one. No, I'm passing on this one. All right, Corny, you got any more? Uh, I, I, I want to say Bing Rames was in something terrible. He, he but... wasn't. I looked very hard. He wasn't. Unless you want to count Mission Impossible, but I don't. So, uh, um, I looked very hard. Christopher Walken. Okay, what was he in? Ooh. Yeah, I don't but know. he's in Batman Returns. Chasing. He was in Batman Returns. Yeah, oh, yeah, he was. That's right, he was the. Uh... He was like the mayor or something, wasn't he? Nah, he was the guy who owned the chemical plant that created the Penguin and Catwoman. Okay. All right. So that's what we're at four right now, right? There's more. Yeah. On my oh. list, I have one, two, three. Actually, that's five. I can't count. Right, Jackson Willis, Uma Thurman, and Walken. Okay, and yeah, so that's four. And I have another one, two, three, four, five people on my list. That's eight. Right? Does that count? One, two, three, four. Whatever. Something Nine. like that. Nine. Because I can't do math either. Nine, yeah. <laughs> All right. You ready for hint? Uh, you ready for hints or we want to keep making this all? No, no, go ahead. Oh wait, 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 wait. How about Phil Lamar as the voice of um uh John Stewart Green Lantern and the uh I didn't go that far. So Okay. <laughs> All right. No, wait, 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 wait. There, um, there were four. The guy from the diner. The guy from the diner. I can't yes. remember his name. His name was Tim Oh, Roth. he was in the Hulk. 
He's yeah, in the Hulk. Yeah, yeah. He's in the Incredible Hulk. He was the first one I picked up on, obviously, because he's the first one in the movie. Yeah. I next picked up on Sam Jackson, Bruce Willis, John Travolta. Name the movie. Obviously he's, not Arrow. Not as a superhero, right? Face a, off. He's in a superhero movie. Superhero movie. John Travolta's in a superhero movie. Yes, he is. He's the bad guy. Um. Uh, the Punisher. The Punisher. Yeah. Wow. Okay. The first one. Yes. Okay. All right. Ready for this one? Amanda Plummer, who was the uh, other woman in the diner. She yeah. was. Now this is a stretch. Okay. I, I had to dig deep for this one. She played. <laughs> she was a, a mainstay character voice actor in the TV show Duckman, which was inspired by the comic book series Duckman. Oh, dear. I know. No. I, I had to really dig deep. Alexis Arquette. I don't remember who she was. She was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Peter Green. You don't know his name, but you recognize him as the raping cop. Oh, jeez. And he Zed. was... Zed. He was in The Mask. Oh, yeah. He's the bad guy in The Mask. I remember that one, too. And the last I... one, and at this point, I just stopped searching. One of the producers of this movie was Danny DeVito. Huh? Yes, I, saw, I I remember seeing that. As, Actually, that's in my notes. As Batman, in, in as, as the Penguin. So there you go. There's our uh, name that movie star from the comic book game. So interesting. Sam, I think you had the most out of that one. Corny, I'm yeah, ashamed yeah, yeah. of you. Well, it's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it isn't fair because Sam went first. You probably would have gotten some of those. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. so there we go. So that was a fun little game I wanted to do. They had no idea that was going to do that. So there you go. So so 1994's Pulp Fiction, Quentin Tarantino, and you can definitely tell it was a Tarantino film because it was violent, it was very sweary, and it was full of feet. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. If you are yeah. unaware that Tarantino has this weird foot fetish, go watch any movie he's ever made, and people will be walking around in the most dangerous situations barefoot. It is weird and... I don't know what it is. I mean, just he doesn't deny it. He, oh yeah, he's he's got a thing for feet, and there you go. I mean, in Dusk Till Dawn, he has uh, Selma Hayek stick her foot in George Clooney's mouth. I mean, it's just it is what it is. So there you go. Uh, good job, Quentin Tarantino. Um, so we so we ready to get to it? Are we ready to get to, yeah, to my thoughts? Let's do it. Okay. Your thoughts? Or should we should we start the usual round? Yeah, let's do that. And because... let's end with you since you're you're a uh, Pulp Fiction newbie. I am. I, I I popped my Pulp Fiction cherry with this Wait, movie. Can you, so can you, can you say that? <laughs> I, I it was just... on top of a five dollar milkshake. <laughs> I just. Yeah. Oh, nice! It better be a good ass. Better be a good ass milkshake. Oddly enough, uh, on <laughs> Sunday, uh, Sarah and I and my parents went to. We have a um, Ben and Jerry's in town, and I had a five dollar milkshake, which was delicious. <laughs> but it was a small. Yeah, that thing that she yeah, you can tell this was ninety four because uh, yeah, that five dollar milkshake was pounds for a five dollar milkshake. <laughs> yeah. Just, anyway, so Chad, Pulp Fiction, go. I really liked it. I mean, I, I think that some of the, the you can quote this movie like all day long. It's it's funny in all the right places. It's it's very graphic, you know. Uh, I was really thinking that one of the one of their uh, li- the lines you were introducing was going to be "Flock of Seagulls," but you know, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> but but the whole thing, you know, I just want my wallet back. Which one's yours? The one that says, you know, 
Yeah, bad, bad nerf herder. Badass. Yeah, nerf herder. <laughs> okay, so now's the perfect time. Okay, you ready, Corny and Chad? Last week, Corny and Chad and I came up with this idea. I think it was mostly Chad came up yeah. with this idea that whenever we need to use the word nerf herder, because as you know, we use nerf herder instead of the actual F-bomb. So yeah. from now on, if you ever need to use the word nerf herder, just ask while I stall for time, and you will hear nerf herder. <laughs> so I have that now for all eternity. So you stupid nerf herder. There you go. Okay. So all you need to do is ask and nerf herder will happen. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you need to ask. Right. Fun with soundboard. Okay, so Chad, continue. I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. Oh, yeah, Sean's, a, Sean's a big old... What? Big old... Play, oh. play, play the thing, man. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, Sean's just a big old... Mother... There you go. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. We'll get it worked up, folks. Yeah, we got to get we'll there. Get, we'll get this work out eventually. Yeah, it'll, it'll be. We we don't have visual cues, so yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. But so, it is what okay. it is. But anyway, Pulp yeah. Fiction. I I really like the film. The first time I saw it, I think I may have been. Uh, actually, I know I was in. I was in eighth grade when I saw this for the first time. Wow. Um, it was a different time back then. <laughs> um, <laughs> you make it sound like. Grandma who uses racist comments. It's okay. It was a different time. <laughs> it was a different time. But uh, I I remember watching this and 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 I hadn't really seen it since. I'd watched. I was I was actually watching a YouTube clip about where they took the whole thing and they put it in chronological order. Mm-hmm. And I watched the whole thing that way. And it's it was really weird to watch it in 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 the way that it wasn't originally put out. But right. Um, but still some of the lines in there, I mean, it's, it, I think it's almost timeless, you know, some of the lines that they say, I mean, cause it's, it still stands today. That's my two cents. There you go. I didn't overcharge. Some things that weren't timeless are the hairdos. Oh, well, of course. Um, the, the busted ass cars that everybody's driving. Um, uh, but <laughs> anyway, got bits of brain all in, over in the, in those cell phones. But I was I was actually impressed that they had cell phones in '94. I mean, I know they existed. Just everyone, like almost everyone, seemed to have one. It just seemed strange. Uh, corny. Hmm. Oh, it's a very clear. No, no. I, I like the movie. It's a very uh, Tarantino movie, and so I, I'm always I always feel weird after I watch a Tarantino movie. Kill Bill. You feel like dirty. Movie. You feel dirty. I just, yeah, you? I just feel dirty and I need a shower or yeah. to be ailed and told to, I'll be all right. Yeah, but, I feel like I need uh, to go to church. <laughs> I need to get some preaching. You know, so mm. did, uh, so did, what's his name there? Not Vincent. Who's the other guy? Samuel Jackson? Yeah. Who's Jules. Samuel Jackson? Jules. Jules felt that need at the end too? I guess he, so. He had a, uh, he had a miracle. Have a miracle. Merkel. Merkel. Anyway, what we, so continue, please, Chad. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, basically, mine's going to be short, but it's just it's just a weird movie. I like it, but uh, I just Tarantino movies are weird to me. Hey, that's uh, okay. Uh, so <laughs> that's that's perfectly all right, Sam. Yeah, uh, this movie, I uh, it came out at the perfect timing for me. Um, what was it? Ninety four. Yeah. It was high school. You weren't cool unless you were quoting Pulp Fiction in high school. Um, and uh, yeah, I've seen this thing multiple times. It was a great 
time once again to go back and, and view it again. I love it. I love the uh, the sharp dialogue. I love the uh, the scenes out of order and uh, just the, all the different questions that this movie brings up that never really get answered. And just the strangeness. I mean, you look at some of other Tarantino's films, and they are strange, but my goodness, this one is uh, a little off the charts. But uh, love the, uh, if you want to call it high art bloodletting, is kind of what what Tarantino does with his films. And really, was this the one that really put him on the map? Yes. I believe so, and and it's totally salvaged uh, Travolta's career. As well, if I if I believe right, I think the movie before this was what "Look Who's Talking" or something like that. Well, so it's interesting just to take a look at, at how many lives this movie changed in terms of the actors and and the director himself. And uh, you know, it was one of those good years, the nineteen ninety four. You know, can't beat uh, what is it, not is it eighty three, eighty two, eighty four, is it eighty four, eighty four? I think it's eighty four. Yes. Um, you know, 84 is, a, you know, leaps and bounds the best movie year ever. But 94 was a pretty darn good year. Um, so, but yeah, I loved it. Can't wait to get uh, into it and can't wait to hear what my nerf-hurting uh, friend uh, thinks of it there, Sean. Right. You tell that Sean. Sean, be cool. Right. <laughs> so, I'm looking at at his direct director credits, Tarantino's, and... I've become confused and and frustrated, <laughs> and uh, and and slightly sad. Hold on, I, I I thought he directed. I guess that's a Rodriguez film. I thought he directed. Um, where the hell is that freaking movie? Desperado. No. Oh, oh you're thinking uh. Robert Rodriguez dusk, did it. From dusk till dawn. No, Desperado is what I'm thinking of. But Robert Rodriguez directed it. I thought Tarantino directed it, but he's only in the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, damn. Okay, well, that kind of changes my view of things. Um, <laughs> so here's my issue with the movie. And this is my mistake. Because I always, I mean, forever, I thought that the El Mariachi trilogy was a Tarantino joint. <laughs> so I thought that that's what Tarantino films were. So then I go and see movies like this and Inglorious Bastards and uh, Kill Bill 1 and 2. I'm so confused because they have such different tones. Just <laughs> They're so far apart from each other. That's why... Well, I'm all, I'm all screwed up right now. So, so here's my... So here's, regardless of that, here's my initial impression. And you're all going to hate me. I don't really care. I was bored half the time. I was bored. Um, I'm not going to lie. The The opening scene where they're talking about nothing at all, and then they finally decide that they're going to rob the place. I'm like, okay, something's about to happen. And then, then we meet Sam Jackson and Travolta, and they're mm-hmm. obviously on their way to a job. And for the next 15, it felt like an hour, but I know it was probably only like seven minutes. They're again talking about nothing at all. And that actually gets to my first trope of the movie. And um, for that, I'm just going to do this. Nerf herder! So <laughs> it gets to my first trope of the movie, and that is the trope of 
we're so awesome at what we do that we can talk nonchalantly about whatever you know royales with cheese yeah they're talking foot massages about, yeah i believe i believe it was the foot massage on their way to the hill. yeah it was they, the foot it was well, giving they, them they eventually massage. get to the foot massage he's talking about europe and stuff and how he was over there and how the pot is so great out there and you can buy it but you can't do certain things you can't smoke it in public and how amsterdam is this glorious pot haven and then they talk about the Royale with cheese because they don't use the metric system over there. And then they talk about the foot massage and Van Rames throws a dude out the window. But to me, that's a that's actually a fun trope and I like it when movies do that because it's we're so calm and collected and awesome at what we're doing that we yeah. can talk we don't have to talk about what we're about to do. They know yeah. they're gonna yeah, they, go in there and kill a bunch of people. They got to the door, looked at their watch, oh, we're too early. Yeah. And Let's go over here for a minute. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, again, it, it was kind of boring. Uh, I mean, it, I was a little bored. And I understand why you have to tell the story about the dude. You have to build up the fact that Vian Reigns' character is a little crazy. And yeah. that's what makes that, the later story more meaningful. And I get that. I was just bored. And then we go into this in a room, and, and there's the great uh, preaching and, and shooting happening and stuff. And, and I was... The path of the righteous man. Well, hold on, Chad. We, we, <laughs> Sam Jackson may or may not make a, an appearance on this episode and say that very line. That's um, my line. Well, too bad. <laughs> no one paid you to say it. So, anyway, so we're getting paid Chad. for this. Well, maybe <laughs> I am. Um, it's part of your community service. But let's oh. let's just say if there is a role other than possibly Shaft that is perfectly made. For Sam Jackson, well, <laughs> this role is it. Well, and by, he is and by, the most intimidating man when 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 he's a, when he's in that room talking about, hey, you know, how's that hamburger? Can I try a bite? Yeah, you know, and you're scared for that guy. Yeah, you are. Because, I mean, I mean, because Sam Jackson looks crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> May does. I have a, a, a sip of your tasty beverage, please? Yeah. You know, you know it's, it's funny. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, and he Sam. drinks the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. He's intimidating. He's crazy. He's kind of got that crazy look about him that stuff is about to happen. You know it. Like, again, the scene, that, that scene was one of my favorite scenes. The, I have two favorite scenes of this movie. That bit was one of my favorite scenes. The other bit was the Bruce Willis bit where they're in the dungeon with Zed. I love that part um, because it because it shows Bruce Willis's character as not being just a complete asshole like everyone else in this movie is. Mm-hmm. So I really liked that part. Other than that, the bit with Uma Thurman, again, I was bored. I didn't care about the diner scene. I thought for some reason that the dancing scene, which is like the most famous thing from this movie, because that's all you ever think about is him doing those that peace sign across his eyes and he's dancing. It was awkward and uncomfortable. I felt like I was in a room. Like I felt it's, like I was there and I was being... But it's in- supposed to because what? you've been led to believe that this this guy throws people out windows for giving his wife a foot massage yet this guy's out on a date with her and having to basically do what she wants to do and it's not a date uh, we're just uh, hanging out yeah that wasn't the part that made me uncomfortable <laughs> like i know that the whole thing like he's constantly on edge and he has to worry about what he says and what he does and he he can't actually get feelings for this girl they're not on a, a real date i get that but the dancing and the in the meal itself, first of all, sh- scenes with food is hard to shoot. They're just awkward. 
because you don't know what to do with your hands because you can't actually eat the food and yeah. it's just unless it's a big Kahuna burger, then it just looks awesome. Well, mm-hmm. so I would I would eat that big Kahuna brother. It did look kind of yummy. Yeah, um, it actually made me crave a burger, and I think actually I think <laughs> later that week that day I went to Wendy's and got lunch. Truth be told, well, it um, was a tasty burger. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> But the dancing part to me was awkward, and not because of the the tension that Tarantino is so good at building. He was really great at that in Inglorious Bastards. You could always, at any moment, because in Tarantino films, anyone could die at any moment. He doesn't care. He's like, he laughs at at uh, J.R.R. Martin and says, oh, you kill off your characters? Please. You know, so... They're for her, please. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Um, So I, I get that part, but I just... I just, um, I don't know. Those, those, uh, other than those parts, I was kind of, eh, like the whole thing when she's about to die. Well, I know she's not going to die. I just, and I don't like people just screaming. It was chaos and I was uncomfortable and I was. <laughs> you're supposed to be uncomfortable. I know. I understand that. And the and, and Tarantino makes, a, does a really good job of making me uncomfortable and squirm in my seat. Yeah. And it wasn't like I was at work watching this where it was not safe for work. I was at home in my comfy chair. Was it not? Did you not enjoy the banter? Even if it was about nothing, the delivery and and uh, again, and I I like acting. I like Travolta and Sam Jackson's banter back and forth while yeah. they were a on their way on the hit and in the other scene when they're with what was his name? Um the 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 wolf the wolf, the wolf. oh yeah. the wolf okay yeah. I liked that part and I mostly liked I, now I need to look his name up the wolf what's his name um help me out Harvey Keitel Harvey Keitel I like Har- I like Harvey Keitel period and I think he's a really really good actor and yeah. I like the way he delivers stuff and basically tells Travolta to shut up the entire time <laughs> I just I like that part but again the scene itself nah. I mean, I laughed out loud when he shot the dude in the head. I mean, I don't know. Am I supposed to? I don't know. I laughed What's that out loud. problem we've been talking about, man? I know. And I, I laughed out loud because it was kind of – because immediately when he put that gun up on the on the armrest or the back of the car, I immediately thought, why would you do that unless you're threatening the kid? And then he accidentally shot him. And like immediately I thought, you dumbass. You never point a gun at anyone unless you intend to kill them. Yeah. So – and that's something that someone told me in a self-defense class. But anyway. I think or, everybody gets that. Or maybe it was in a movie. I don't know. So I hadn't even gotten into my show notes yet. But the, but the movie, again, I'm not saying I hated it. Please don't say I don't think I hated it. Uh, it, it was very Tarantino, and it was, it was it's a good movie. And I get why people think it is a good movie. I'm looking at his directorial stuff. He directed an episode of E.R., that was probably well, like, let's just let's oh, just that's say, the episode where everyone died. Uh, pretty much, right? Uh, his his director, uh, his uh, CSI uh, that he directed was probably the best two episodes of CSI I've ever seen. I've, I've never watched any of that, but I, I believe you. I really do. Yeah. Um, I will say this: this isn't a Tarantino production, but Tarantino and Rodriguez are obviously good friends, and they, with another dude, uh, helped produce create that hobo with a shotgun, which. Corny and I have a, has a special place uh-huh. in our hearts. Oh, by the way, that's a that's on Netflix. That's on the, uh, yeah, it's and there's, that's never going off Netflix because that movie. That's the only way that movie's going to make money is on Netflix. I, I'm so distraught <laughs> that I really thought that Tarantino directed Desperado. Um, oh, it's really has changed your life, hasn't it? It really has because 
because I always because I liked Desperado and it's a violent and and sweary movie and it has Selma Hayek and you see her feet and it, it has all the markings of a Tarantino. He's even in the movie. Tarantino is in the movie. He's um, in yeah yeah. But I guess he's just doing Rodriguez a favor by being in his weird movie. Um, They're friends. They're really good friends. Well, I know they are. Um, so I, I, I'm so distraught now. I can't even. I can't even go on. So let's go to the show notes then. Show yeah, notes. Let's go to show notes. So Let all right. Go. Well, I, I have. I only had two tropes because. Well, I was. I was actually pretty, uh, kind of engrossed with the movie, uh, because it was one of those movies that I couldn't. You can't not pay attention to because there's it's so dialogue heavy and the dialogue matters and everything yeah. everything is setting up for the next bit you know the christopher walken bit sets up the later bruce willis part like everything sets it up which in, in a way was very brilliant um even if it was out of order yeah and which is funny when i went and told this story the movie i was explaining this movie to my wife i went in order because it was the only way to um <laughs> because you can't explain this out of order so did, did she listen or roll her eyes? She actually, we were doing something and she actually paid attention. She makes me listen. <laughs> she tells me about her once upon a time show. And, uh, um, okay. So I guess in essence, you know, we, we really don't understand what you had to go through to get through that. Did you? Uh, not really. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, show notes, show notes, show notes, show notes. I, I have, uh, I do have a, uh, a lot. First thing I said is, well, there's the f bomb again. So we we did have a certain a lot of. How many uh, times did you write that down? We we did have a lot of those. Um, uh, I I didn't wrote. I wrote. It's hard to take Van Rame seriously in this movie after seeing him in Mission Impossible. Um, <laughs> I had a hard, I had a hard time believing he was this crazy mob boss, or not a mob boss, but this gang boss. Mm-hmm. After seeing him in Mission Impossible, where he gets shot at, and he goes, he shot my Versace. Oh, I'm going to kill him. Like he says dumb things like that in Mission Impossible. It's not his fault. He just had dumb things to say. So the whole time or like in Mission Impossible 1 where he makes up all that that gobbledygook about computers having the quantum dual chip like when you make up tech techno babble. Yeah. It was hard for me to kind of take him seriously, but it's not his fault. It's cuz he was in this before Mission Impossible. Um but I obviously saw Mission Impossible earlier cuz I saw this movie last week. Uh, and, and, then have, I, and then I wrote a dollar forty for cigarettes. Wow, you can tell this is nineteen ninety four. Can I just ask, you Please. know, what's a mob boss doing walking across the street by himself with takeout? What the hell was that happening? Like, was he going to see grandma? Like, what was it's happening? It's to set up the the. the I, I understand shop. it sets that up, but at the same time. What you, the hell? Don't defend it. There's bad parts of this movie we're gonna have to talk about. Don't defend it, okay? Just because. Oh, you, I'll, de- I'll defend it. Just because you he was like hungry. The, he was hungry, and, and maybe where maybe, is? Where, maybe why does the guy minions were no, in the no, bathroom? No, no. you know Stop they it. had some some bad Kahuna burgers that morning. <laughs> and, uh, and by the my biggest beef is why are people eating burgers <laughs> and biggest Coke beef at eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, where did they get those from? Does, does the Big Kahuna Burger sell in 24-7 maybe? Are they 24-7? Is that a thing back in 94 where you can just go to the drive-thru at 6 a.m. and get a burger? Maybe we're assuming it's first thing in the morning. They said it. They said it's yeah, 7 okay. o'clock in the morning. It's in the script. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're right. Like they they say that I think maybe it's, it's maybe things are different on the on the west west coast. coast. Maybe I did think it yeah. was weird that the dude in the bathroom had a gun. 
Why did he have a gun in the bathroom? You Maybe never know, man. That? Exactly. <laughs> Silence. Because there's no answer. Because the script needed him to have a gun in the bathroom. That's the only no reason. reason. Well, you know, maybe if he were having oh, trouble that we, day, we, he was going to scare himself into... Uh, Chad you know. just did a, co- a callback to, to Rubber, and we all missed it. Let's just take a moment there. and Chad just referenced Rubber to Pulp Fiction, okay? Boo. Exactly. No reason. No reason at all. Um, <laughs> then I wrote Tarantino feet. Oh, my gosh. Tarantino feet. She's walking around the entire movie barefoot. Legit. She's barefoot the entire movie. Because we what never see the, her... The whole movie? Yeah. No, when she's walking around the restaurant, she doesn't have she has shoes on. But you don't see that her feet. The only time you see her feet is when she's taking off her shoes to dance. Right. Well, then the, that stands to reason that she had shoes on. But we don't see it. What I'm saying is, whenever we see her, if we're going to see all of her, she's going to be barefoot. By the way, how awesome would that restaurant be if it was a real thing? Uh, I, I actually, actually, <laughs> I think I wrote that. Oh, I did write that. My next note is cool restaurant. So yeah, I'd be all over that restaurant. That'd be that'd be cool. Um, but then I, this is my next note. Legit, I know Tarantino is all about subtlety and nuance, but damn, I'm bored. Diner scenes are tough to film. So there, there you go. I I, I literally wrote that down. Again, I was kind of bored. But uh, but you know whatever. I, I, you know, <laughs> since we're talking about food, uh, <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I'm really hungry right now. Um, I wanted to say, like, how, uh, for me, the, the Sorry. Thing, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Flip of the finger. It just, just went off. Yeah. It just went off. Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had a, I hit a speed bump. Sorry, what were you going to say? <laughs> the, uh, the, the food, uh, the, uh, the scene where he's eating, you know, eating a burger and drinking his drink. In my mind, I'm thinking, man, how badass and powerful do you have to be to take a man's food and eat it in front of him? Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, like that goes that back whole- to what we were saying. Yeah. I mean, Sam Jackson's character is crazy. I just, I, there's no other way around it. The dude is crazy. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with him. I'd be terrified of him. If I saw that man walking down the street, I'm walking the other way. It's, it's Guess what I'm going after? <laughs> Guess what I'm doing for Halloween? Right. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I'll grow my hair out long and I'll be Travolta. I'll be with you. I'll get the, the black ginger suit. Ginger Travolta. Yeah. Oh, wow. With, with glasses? <laughs> yeah, I like it. Well, I don't know. I guess I could be somebody else. Um, we could. <laughs> and then my next quote is, I didn't know dancing could be so awkward. And then I went, I wrote, reel-to-reel tape. Okay, this is 1994. We have CD players. We have cassette tapes. But no, we go to the 1970s technology of reel-to-reel tape to play the song that we want to get high to. Have, have you it sounds seen better. a lot of, of Tarantino films, right? Uh, well, what's a lot? Because... Yeah. You know he has a love affair with all things 70s. Well, let's see. I've seen Pulp Fiction. I've seen Kill Bill 1 and 2. I've seen Inglorious Bastards. Okay. So, You've never seen Reservoir Dogs or no. uh, any of the... Okay. He it, has all things... He, he loves all things 70s. The, he well, he has that I, style I, that he likes from that era. I, I knew that. So he tries to bring that in as much as he can. All right. I mean, that was the whole point of Django Unchained, was that it was uh, to, to bring back that... Django character, which is a black exploitation movie. I mean, that was what the point yeah. of of that movie was. Like, I get that. I just again yeah. thought it was really weird and out of place, and kind of like the the Kill Bills were were callback of all the the kung fu movies of that right, time. Those old seventies, yeah, kung fu deals, which I get. I mean, it was fine. Um, I just thought it was 
it was weird in this this really expensive house that had intercoms and cameras on joysticks. You know how expensive that stuff is? I mean, to have PTZ cameras in your home, each one of those cameras is like three grand. Although we have one for our daughter we just picked up for less than $100. Right. In 2014, that's not – it's one of those little remote things that, you know, it, it has a limited range. This was a professionally installed camera in someone's house. Those things were expensive. I've installed them myself. They're not cheap. The ones I've installed now, the PTZs, the ones I've installed that are HD or or $900 to $1,000. So go back to 1994, you know, you're talking about $1,500 to $2,000. Yet we're using reel-to-reel tape. I don't know, maybe maybe Ving Rhames' character is like my dad. He likes old stuff, like records. And my my dad still has his TAC reel-to-reel, so or it's TEAC, however you want to pronounce it. See, um, there you go. So so you're insulting folks like your parents. I'm not insulting Shame anybody. I'm insulting Vian Rames because he, Cause he has style. He doesn't have style. He's got money. Buy a CD player. Sounds better. This is or the same. does it? Yes. This is the same argument I have with my boss at work. <laughs> we have a we have a 35-millimeter projector at work, and I'm trying to get rid of it because it's a 35-millimeter projector. We have a Blu-ray player and a high-def projector. There's is your no, boss being Rames? No. Oh, well, then that, that argument is mute. No, it's not. <laughs> it's mute? It, it's mute. You said mute. It says, mute. You said mute. It's mute. Mute. Well, it's that mute. That nerf herder said mute. He did. Stupid nerf herder. Say mute again. Say mute one more time. Say mute. Why I dare this... you. I double dare you. So, so we were actually talking about this, about the 70s and that feel. And then my next note is legit. Why does this movie look like it was filmed in the 70s? And that... Now I, you understand. I, well, I, I understood before... But it seemed it's one th- to me in my mind, and maybe I'm looking at this wrong, is that it's one thing to to take that feel of the '70s and to move it into 1994. But but a lot of the movie looked like it was filmed in 1974. Yeah, like the car driving scenes looked real bad. Oh yeah, I mean that technology has been had gotten <laughs> way. Better. Did you notice? Um- I noticed several times in the car, and I wrote this down. They, the the background and the side windows would would show them going over a bump or some sort of mm-hmm. bounce, and nothing would happen in the car. Right. Oh, and uh, one of the one of the situations where um, oh, it was in the when Bruce Willis, Willis was in the the taxi, and the taxi the taxi cab driver was smoking a cigarette mm-hmm. with the windows down, but yet yeah. the smoke wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, it was just floating out like they were in a, on a soundstage. Yeah, I, I noticed that too. And again, I guess Tarantino is doing one of two things: one, he's keeping his budget, which was really, really small; or two, he's just he likes that feel, that '70s feel and look, and and yeah. and that's and what would, he's going for. And, and yeah, that's kind of what I would think he was doing. And and it doesn't take away from the movie. I mean, it, it kind of gives us something to kind of poke fun at, but makes it easier to hear the dialogue, which is what this whole movie is really about. Well, right. there's there's ways to do that. This is 1994, not 1974. Remember, this is the same year Jurassic Park came out, and they yeah. were able to produce audio while people were being chased by dinosaurs. So, What was the budget for Jurassic Park? doesn't matter. The, <laughs> we're not, I'm not talking Actually, about... Actually, it kind of does, doesn't it? No, no, no because the technology... <laughs> you just is, said that, that you could oh buy my gosh. equipment. If Again. you don't have the money to buy equipment... Wouldn't you have a hard time making it sound as good in a moving show game? notes? Okay, no, hold on. You're you're making two completely different arguments here. This is going back to last week when we were comparing apples to oranges. Sam is now comparing donuts to tires. Okay, I would eat both. Right, I'm very hungry. You 
you can't produce on the budget that this film was the dinosaurs that they did in Jurassic Park because he doesn't have the technology to use those computers. Well, obviously, I mean, they don't Hold have on. genetically modified dinosaurs running around. Stop. <laughs> but in this movie, the technology that they use to record audio while driving is technology that's been around since the 70s. This is not new thing. This is not expensive thing. The four of us right now, with the equipment that I per- personally own, could do a moving scene in a car, and it would sound fine. While Challenge accepted. While we are legit driving. Okay? So this is not, this is not crazy, weird technology. This, is, this, is, yeah. this was a stylistic choice. This was not because he didn't have the budget, is what I'm saying. Again... The point I was trying to make is that you... It's probably the sound person's fault anyway. There you go. Blame the sound guy. What is no, that noise? it's not the sound guy. It's the boom The Boom, boom up. I was, yeah, I was both. So you, you, so you... It was probably the redhead that was on set too. Yeah. You've now the insulted me in three different he, ways. He, this uh, is awesome. Sunburns too quickly. I, well, <laughs> I did wear a lot of sunscreen when I was filming in Charleston. So. <laughs> what can I mean? You gotta do what you gotta do when you're filming outside at the beach. Yeah, when Sean has to go outside, I buy stock in the, uh, in the sunscreen. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, copper tone is the stuff I was all over. That was right okay. when that spray stuff came out. Yeah, it was good. Show notes. Oh. Show notes. <laughs> is that what this episode is just going to be called? Show, show notes. Show notes. All right, Sean, I need you to reach in that bag and pull out your show notes. Okay. Uh, cabbies, hey, cabbies aren't that pretty. Bad nerf herder. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I just heard nerf herder all of a sudden. Is that you need one, Corny? No, no. Uh, Chad oh, and I were uh, finishing the scene. Oh, and he went on. Oh, well, y'all kept screaming at me. Cabbies aren't that pretty, and I apparently spelled pretty with an I. Yes, um, but they do all have an accent. Yeah, they're all foreign, but she was really hot, and I kept thinking there are no hot female cab drivers ever. Although this is L.A., right? So. There could be. There's a, everybody in L.A. is pretty, isn't it? Right. But they had the oldest, the oldest cab that I've ever seen. Yeah, it looked like one of those 19, 1970s New York cabs. <laughs> so there you go. They're cab. on a budget. Yeah. No, I think again that was a stylistic thing. Style. Yeah. Yeah. You you can go to Bob's used car lot and get a newer taxi cab and just say, hey, let me use your taxi cab. Yeah, and, you know, if if you think about it, if they would have had the taxi in like a nineteen ninety three. Buick, it wouldn't have felt the same as in that taxi. You're right, and you're right. Yeah, well, not that it's I've ever seen, not that I've ever seen a cab as a Buick, but uh, I know what you mean. Um, so here, so we're, we're making fun of the sound guy a few minutes ago. How about when Bruce Willis is meeting up with his girl and she's brushing her teeth? Why was that the loudest sound ever? <laughs> like, oh my god! I was thinking. If I were Bruce Willis, I would just punch her in the face. Stop brushing your teeth! It was so freaking loud. Yeah, it was yeah, like, and can we discuss? I I have a problem with the way Tarantino writes and and directs the women in a lot of his movies, mm-hmm. other than maybe Kill Bill. The the um, Honey Bunny, uh, the couple in the cafe. Mm-hmm. You want to punch her half the time. She yeah. is annoying as not. Bruce Willis's. Significant other, whoever that was. What was her name? I don't know. I don't, yeah. He called her, he used the R word on her, which I didn't appreciate, but whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was, she, was she supposed to be mentally handicapped? Like, was that the point? No, no, no. No, no she no. wasn't. 
Because he used that no, word, but, and then he yelled at her for, for not remembering the watch, but he kept saying, but it's not your fault. So, like, yeah. the entire time I kept thinking, maybe she's mentally disabled or something. Just a no, little bit, not like a lot, you know. But but you want to punch her. I mean, she's... <laughs> yeah, because she kept she, brushing her teeth all the damn time. And she is annoying. She, she's an annoying character. And I well, think that one, of the, one of the faults of Tarantino is that he has a hard time writing for... Women. And yeah. even Uma Thurman was a little annoying in this movie. She was a very annoying. The only so, time that I didn't find her annoying was when she was almost dead. <laughs> wow. That, that's it. That's the comment. I mean, seriously. Like, she was either annoying or, or or dying. And I guess that's not true because there's another scene where she and being Rames, she's out by the, the pool or something and she's drinking iced tea or something. Yeah. She's not annoying then, but she doesn't have any lines. She's also not talking. Yeah. Yeah, they never talk in this movie to each other. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, Chad, were you going to say something while we were talking about how Uma Thurman drives is crazy? I don't remember. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I, I, you're right. You're actually very, very right about that. In fact, yeah, about the only other time that I'm trying to think. Yeah, I'll, 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 yeah, you're right. That's so strange. I never thought about that. Good job. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and it was so strange, like, that, that teeth brushing thing just took me out of the film so mad, like... <laughs> I was excited for Bruce because he, he, he won the boxing match and he got home and he, he's kind of he's gotten away scot-free at this point. And at yeah. any moment, I kept waiting for the door to get kicked in at any moment. That just kind of seemed like how this movie would go. Like he they they have their celebratory sex and then he wakes up and then there's being Raymond with a baseball bat about to tune up his knees or something. Like I kind of felt like that was what this was going to happen. But instead, we get loud toothbrushing. And then, or teeth brushing, and then hey, at least she's got good dental hygiene. Fine, <laughs> especially after the oral pleasure, right? Yes, which we know is <laughs> important because it's, it's Bruce Willis. It's probably clear mind. Um, I guess oh that, that was back when it was Demi Moore still. So anyway, uh, so then this movie takes a really weird turn, as most of Tarantino or Rodriguez's <laughs> films do, and all of a sudden people are getting tortured. And I'm like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> I, that completely threw me off guard. And here's another funny part. I watched uh, I watched this on um I watched most of this on my iPad through my my good headphones. But somehow I think it was um I had like there was a hiccup in my internet. So you know how when like you're watching HD like on your iPad or your computer or whatever and then your your computer can't keep up with the internet so everything goes so, uh, to standard pixelated. def uh, yeah. and everything kind of gets a little pixelated and soft. I completely missed the fact that the gimp was in a caged box in the back. <laughs> I totally missed that. And had always been there. And I only know that because tonight, uh, right before this episode, I went back and I wanted to capture a couple of moments of some funny moments in the movie that didn't have swearing, which aren't very many. Uh, and my the HD was working, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that dude is in a box. So that, that kind of made me laugh, but it has no point. Yeah, other than the fact that the show that these people are horrible human beings and they're going to go to the special hell. Um, so uh, does that mean that we can use the song "Gimp in a Box"? It's one, my gimp in a box. One, you put your gimp Ooh. in the box. Two, two, you leave your gimp in the box. <laughs> Three, you find two people to okay. rape and, and okay. Okay. Um, the gimp <laughs> wow the gimp otherwise known as Stephen Hibbard okay is known in other fine um movies uh as It's Pat in 1994 oh my god he wrote It's Pat um and also was an actor in Austin Powers the 
Spy Who Shagged Me. Oh, so wow. the Gimp has a filmography. He was nominated for a Razzie for his worst screenplay of It's Pat in 1994. Oh, good Probably the reason why he was in the box. Yeah. <laughs> that movie was terrible. Get in the box. <laughs> nice. I like that. Mm. We also forgot to mention the um, Steve Buscemi sighting. He was the waiter. Yeah. You know, I, I kept seeing him in the background. I'm like, he, I've seen that guy. I know, I, I know who that is. Yeah. But he, yeah. He was actually supposed to play a bigger role, but scheduling conflicts or something happened and he couldn't. But he was, I think he was supposed to play Zed maybe or somebody else. I don't know. Oh, Lord. Can but, you imagine he was Zed? No, oh God. He's creepy enough as it is. You want to see a creepy role for Steve Buscemi? Go watch Con Air. He will yeah. make your skin crawl. Like, that movie is really bad, but he, it's also got Vian Rames in it. That's weird. Anyway. Um, that that movie he will make your skin crawl in that movie. So, oh, uh, actually, since you're speaking of random people in the movie, Kathy Griffin was in this movie. I know, right? That was so weird. And oddly enough, she was kind of being annoying too. Yep. Wow, <laughs> it's kind of weird. But she's always kind of annoying. But whatever. Um. So yeah, so we get into this porn bit, and or not porn. We get into this kind of just <laughs> not porn. We get wow. This, this, what um, movie have you been watching there? Oh. Uh, I'm not going to say. Um, we get into this kind of weird torture. Well, it's kind of torture porn, actually. Now that I think about it, that's kind of what's kind of happening. And Bruce Willis gets himself free and punches the gimp in the face, which is really funny. And he goes and he... I, I love the bit. It was a really funny bit. And it's kind of a movie trope where you find the first weapon. And then you find the better weapon. And then you find the, the next best weapon. And then you find the weapon. And, and, of course, Tarantino film, it has to be a katana blade. Um, they keep getting better and better. Yeah, I just, I really like that bit. It made me laugh. Because he picks up, of course, I'm I'm screaming at the TV. Get, get the shotgun? Where's the shotgun? Like, <laughs> and he never even made a look like he was looking for the shotgun. It always looked like he was looking for a melee weapon to smack over some guy's head. And then, and then of course, we didn't find out later that the shotgun was in the room with him. So maybe he knew that. Um, but as the viewer, I'm screaming, get the shotgun. But obviously he didn't have it. So he gets the hammer. No. And then he gets, was the baseball bat? Baseball yeah. bat. And then he, then what was the, the, the third? Chainsaw. The chainsaw. chainsaw. I thought that would have been great. I actually said, come get some. When did that. <laughs> yes. Come, <laughs> come get some. Um, give me some sugar, baby. The only thing I thought with the chainsaw was not, that scene. not going to be able that. to sneak up on these guys with a chainsaw. That That's was the only <laughs> That's thing true. in my mind. Yeah, and uh, but chainsaws, man, they they strike fear. Um, but if the point is to kill somebody, you're right. The sword is pretty effective. So he grabs the sword, he cuts that one dude in half, basically. And then there's Zed, and he has this great line where he's like, "Go ahead, pick up the gun. I dare you. Go ahead." And in that typical Bruce Willis voice that he does, I was actually about to capture that, and then um, <laughs> weird things happened over here. But, um. And then Vian Raymond picks up the shotgun and shoots him in the crotch. <laughs> and man, um, did they put some blood splatter on that guy. They put some like four or five squibs on the front of his cr- on his crotch and blew those things. And it was awesome. Yeah. And then he goes, yeah. and Bruce Willis asks the, the pertinent question because he only has a sword and Vian Raymond has a shotgun. And he says, so what next? And then Vian Raymond tells the next, like for the next three minutes of this horrible scenario for Zed. And then he goes, okay. But what about us? Oh. We cool? We cool. All right. Basically, you get out of, out of the city. You don't talk about this. We're good to go. And again, to me, that was like a really cool moment. Like that's the cool, the redemption part that Catherine talked about. It was this moment where 
Bruce Willis screwed over Vian Rames' character. He did. I mean, he stole a bunch of money yep. from him, basically. Yeah. And then and then he tried to kill him with a car, and then he tried to shoot him with a gun. And if it wasn't for this horrible act that Bruce Willis then goes back, and you can see it in Bruce Willis's face. It was very well acted, I thought. That yeah. pain of, I could leave him here to this horrible thing, and all of my problems go away. Yeah. But then he thought, you know what? I can't let him die like that, because that's the worst thing ever. So I'm going to go back in there. I'm going to be a man. I'm going to save this dude and see what happens. And, of course, it obviously works out pretty well for Bruce in the end. And uh, I, at that point, I didn't feel bad for Zed, but I was like, man, it sucks to be you right now. <laughs> um, which which kind of made me laugh like you did just now, Sam. Um, uh, oh, yeah, and then I wrote Happy Trigger because of the, the, the shot to the face with the speed bump. Yeah. Uh, and then I wrote Harvey Keitel is awesome. And then I went, ha-ha, it all comes full circle. Because I'd only ever seen the ending of this movie, literally. Like, I've seen the diner scene, like, three times. So, anyway. Huh. So, I only wrote two tropes. The one about the badass we can usually talk about normal stuff while, you know, real stuff's about to happen. And the, we have to read, the, the, the character has to read the note to us because we can't. Uh, that's a fun trope. Do you guys have any tropes with this movie? <sighs> Tarantino movies are weird. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, just because it's a Tarantino movie, you really can't say it's a trope because it's just, you, you never know what he actually means behind it. Right, and and he does he does probably some other ones that I'm not thinking of. You know, you had the dirty cop trope with Zed. You had, um, uh, I don't know, the bounty, the, the, the hit men are just, just cool dudes, kind of glorifying <laughs> the job that hit men are. Yeah. Um, there's probably a couple other ones I can't think of off the top of my head. Oh, they, uh, how about this? The the fixer can come in and fix anything. Anything. In yeah. time. Right. No, you're right. Um, yeah. Kind of and, a... Uh, and you can... DSX. Go ahead, Corny. Oh, it's a DSX Machina right. kind of thing where whatever you need just happens to be right there. Exactly. Right. Um, so, cool. Well, uh, quotes. <laughs> I, I, I only wrote one quote down. <laughs> Um, I, I captured a couple other ones, but I only went, wrote one down. So this was my favorite was when, when, when John Travolta is acting like a little pussy and he doesn't want Keitel to tell him what to do. So he says, he's like, come on, man, just, just use the word please. And so Keitel says, fine, pretty please with sugar on top. Go clean the car. <laughs> and I loved it. I, I mean, just to hear Harvey Keitel use Pretty please with sugar on top. <laughs> just made me happy. I mean, I laughed out loud just like Sam did. So trivia. This is some cool trivia. Uh, I only wrote three because there's a lot of trivia about this movie. Um, probably a third of the trivia on IMDb and elsewhere was about the briefcase and what's yeah. in the briefcase. And Tarantino specifically didn't want people to know what it was. At one point, it was actually supposed to be something. It was going to be like diamonds or something. And then yeah. I thought, that's too boring. I want something so crazy that, and so finally he just decided to put a little 30 watt light bulb in there and paint the inside of it gold. So you don't know what the hell it is. Um, so that's, that's the joke is it's just a 30 watt light bulb. A MacGuffin. Right. In real life, Vincent <laughs> Vega's 1964 Chevrolet Malibu convertible belongs to Quentin Tarantino. And it was stolen during the production of this film. In 2013, just a few months ago, a police officer saw two kids stripping an old car. 
He arrested them, and when he researched the vehicle, found the VIN and it had been, that had been altered. It turns out that it was the car stolen from Quentin Tarantino. The owner had recently purchased it and had no idea that it was stolen. Wow. The movie's line, you know what they call a quarter pounder with cheese in Paris? They call it a Royale with cheese. Was voted as the top 81 of 100 greatest movie lines by Premiere Magazine in 2007. And the word... Nerf herder was used 265 <laughs> times. A hundred more than shaft. Yes. And wow. And let's just let's let's do the math on that because this movie was 154 minutes longer. So long. So uh, it was about well about almost an hour longer than shaft. Gosh. So ratio wise, it's, it's pretty good. Wow. Was was shaft that short of a film? Or was this that long of a film? I don't know. Shaft felt like this for is what, two and a half, uh, two yeah, and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Holy crap! Now that I think about it, it sure did feel like two and a half hours. <laughs> Just go with it. Yeah, I tell you what, there's some movies that it doesn't feel like. Like you, Braveheart feels like it lasts forever. It really does because there's so much happening. The Two Towers feels like that movie lasts forever. I think it's still happening right now, but. <laughs> This one actually didn't feel that bad, but it I, it felt long, but it didn't feel two yeah. and a half hours long. But I would have said two hours if you had just asked me. Doesn't matter. Um, there's more. Like I said, there's a lot of great other trivia. I just didn't copy any more down. Um, oh, uh, I've got some for you, please. Uh, Vincent Vega mm-hmm. is actually uh, supposedly the brother, or yeah, I think the brother of another Tarantino person. I think he's actually in. Um, um, gosh, what's the movie? Reservoir wow. Dogs, Jackie Brown, Kill Bill 1 and 2. Reservoir Dogs. I think there's a uh, person. Yeah, a yeah. lot of this. I, I've read a lot of things online about how Tarantino wanted this to kind of coincide next to Reservoir Dogs. In fact, he mentioned that uh, what might be in the briefcase would be the uh, the, diamonds, the diamonds, the jewels yeah. from, right. um, from Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, and they're supposed to live in the same universe because they both yeah. have the big Kahuna Burger place, whatever like that that exists yeah. in both universes. Um, so yeah, that's 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 a cool thing, and, and a lot of directors kind of do that type of thing where they they'll they'll kind of cross breed with each other or something. I don't know. That's not the right phrase. Um, <laughs> that's a terrible phrase, actually. I, I know. So I said, it's like it's like an early version of the Marvel universe. I guess. So I told you I I, I, I kept a couple of little things. So I, I just wanted to, um, to to play these real quick. So there's there's several things that kind of come to mind when you think of this movie. Um, but to me, there's really there's only two things really that come to mind. Well, three. The awkward dance with Travolta, Samuel L. Jackson pointing a gun at that woman and telling her to be cool, and this. So while researching, I'm doing the finger thing now. While I was researching for this movie, I I always want to know. I always look at the score. I always look at the composer. Does anyone? Can anyone tell me who the composer of this film was? Was there was there a soundtrack? There was no soundtrack. There is no score to this film. Everything is recorded, purchased music. And That's that, what I thought. And that might be because of of budget. Budget. Yeah. It's probably cheaper to just pay. 
couple hundred dollars to the record company for the rights to the song. Yeah. So probably the same kind of shortcuts they used to do the sound in the cars. <laughs> what? <laughs> now you're just saying things to try to get me fired up because that's not shortcuts. Anyway. Sam's just a nerf herder, man. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Wait. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh. Who's a nerf herder? Sam. Oh. Nerf herder. Yeah, that's you. Okay. Yeah. Um, show notes. Uh, I'm show done notes. With, I'm done with show notes. Uh, the other thing I wanted to play was I don't remember what this is. Oh yeah, here you go, Chad. This is just for you. Yes, for me. Ezekiel twenty-five seventeen. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness, for he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord. Yeah, I'm ready to go. <laughs> when I strike my vengeance upon thee. Now, of course, yeah, most I, I of totally that, had that that memorized back uh, in the '90s. Right, oh my and, gosh! And of course, most of that isn't from the Bible. No, that's just yeah. crap that Tarantino made up and thought it. Oh, was cool. and and by the way, did uh, Corny Sean? Did you see the? Uh, that was the the thing written on the tombstone of. Uh, yeah, Captain America. Absolutely. A certain person in Captain America. Yes, absolutely. Um, I did. I immediately recognized it in the theater. Went, hey, that's from that movie that I just watched, or something like that. I remember that. So congratulations. Yep. And the other thing I, I, I captured because I had to, I had to get at least one sound segment of this. The way your dad looked at it, this watch was your birthright. <laughs> You'd be damned if any slopes going to put the greasy yellow hands on his boy's birthright. So he hid it. In one place he knew he could hide something, his ass. <laughs> I had to capture that because that was too funny. All right, so I'll say this. So the first time I'm watching this movie, I'm watching the scene. I was like, oh, this is kind of sweet. It's terrible that his father died. And there it went. Yeah. Right. I love the delivery. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's just so I'll dead. Be damned. <laughs> I'll be damned if someone's going to take your watch. So I hit up my ass. I mean, just the way he delivers. Christopher Walken is great. I love it. If you want some really good Christopher Walken, go watch the rundown with The Rock and Sean yes. and Scott. Yeah. He's basically doing a cartoon character of himself at that point. It's so funny. Just his dialogue, his delivery in that movie is hilarious. If that's what you want, is just good Christopher Walken and, and The Rock being awesome. That's a good movie to watch. It's actually a pretty good movie. Um, so soundtrack, I would actually give it a. In for not present, um, but the, but the, of course the music was was still good. I mean, the, 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 everything was appropriate, especially that 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 guitar tune, whatever it's called. You know, the song that the Black Eyed Peas wrote. Oh wait, um, <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. If anyone's under the age of sixteen listening to this, that's who you think actually wrote that song. Um, Star Trek like connection. The song? Yeah. There, there isn't one. <laughs> Yeah, I could not find but one. You know what? There is. Who? There's a Jurassic Park connection. I don't care about Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh my god! Man, what? What? What, what are you on, Sam? Because I want to say what again. <laughs> say. 
Anyway, um, Jurassic Park. No one cares. So I'll say about that. Um, so uh, anything else we need to add? Anything we want to talk about else? I mean, well, what? actually, uh, there, there's something that kind of happened to me after I watched this movie. Oh, I uh, went to the went to the fridge, and uh, <laughs> I'm kind of scared where this is going. <laughs> I opened the fridge and I got the bottle of uh, orange juice and I went to go drink it and it was water and I just looked said Pulp Fiction and then shut the door and walked away. <laughs> That is terrible. That was a really long way for a bad, bad joke, and you not only not win, but you lose a point. (laughs) It was worth it. No, it wasn't. (laughs) You lose a point. Okay. Um, So, uh, out of ten, we ready to to do this? Uh, Our our, our scale, our rating system that um, Sam has painstakingly put on our website. Uh, I only wrote one for some reason, so I guess you guys are going to have to... Corny and Sam get to create your own because I only wrote one for Chad. So, Yay! So, because I always, <laughs> you always go first. So, out of ten, how many shotguns to the crotch would you give this? Oh, <laughs> I was going to give flock of seagulls, but uh, I guess Sam or Corny can give flock of seagulls. That's fine. Uh, shotguns, to, shotgun blast to the crotch. Um, I'm going to have to go with. Um, I'm going to have to go with a seven and a half. A seven and a half. Okay. No, we'll go to eight. We'll go eight. All right. I really, I really like the film. Okay. Um, while you were giving your your number, I just realized that we lost Sam. Um, so just just hang in there. You're gonna hear the little little noise. Clickety click. Ringy 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 ringy. Let's talk about Sam while we're gone. That, that <laughs> farging ice hole. So, uh, Chad, you know what I'm thinking? I don't this know. Summer, what are you thinking? This summer? summer we Hello? Black and white suits. That's all we have to say about that, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we got you back. Uh, <laughs> that was the funniest joke I've ever heard. Uh-oh, Sam, Uh-oh. you got your headphones? Oh, we lost them again. <laughs> what well, were you saying, Corny? So I was saying, you and I, you dress in a you know, uh, black and white suit. We walk around with uh, two water guns. Quoting this fake Ezekiel twenty seven fifteen. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> I can dig it. Yeah, but you need to do it during Halloween because if you do it during the summer, then you're just going to look like two creepy dudes walking around. What's fair guys. enough? But you yeah, should we, put the soundtrack on like your cell phone and just play it as you walk around. <laughs> right. Well, while we're trying to uh, vigorously get Sam back on the connection, uh, I don't know what's happening. His internet has either crashed or his computer has crashed. Or Tarantino found him and has ended him. <laughs> he sent um, uh, Jules and, yeah. uh, and other guy. I don't yeah. even remember. Vincent. Can't Jules and Vincent. Vincent. No, Vincent you Vega. can't Vincent anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Vincent didn't make it. Spoiler, folks. Spoiler. Vincent gets, he, Vincent he, has gets the worst, he has the worst death. He just... There's a there's a gag about the fact that every time he walks into a bathroom, um, oh yeah, his his CPU crashed. So I'm not gonna make you listen to this ring for a minute. Uh, he's 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 <laughs> oh Sam, be there in a second. Okay, well we'll just keep going. So corny. Uh, oh anyway, so yeah, there's this gag about how every time he goes to the bathroom, something bad happens. You know, he goes yeah. to the bathroom in the restaurant, and then it gets held up, and then he goes to the bathroom in the and. Bruce Willis's apartment, and Bruce Willis finds the ridiculous Mac 10 that he has 
Um, yeah, by the way, why not take the gun in the bathroom? I, I, I get that you're doing your business, but I, I wouldn't just leave that there. You know, I we obviously watching it and look at that and go, clearly he should have taken it into the bathroom. But that was a kind of a small bathroom. and That was a big-ass gun. I mean, you can stick that in the sink or something. I don't know. I think I'm kind of with you, though, Corny. I mean, if that's your only means of defending yourself. Yeah, you know, the whole and, saying, uh, and, never get caught with your pants down. And, that, and, that. Truth, and truly, I would have actually been, if I had to go poop, which is what I'm sure he was doing, I would have left the door open. Who are you shutting that door for? <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Maybe it's a habit, but, like, I mean, obviously the gag doesn't work then for the Pop-Tart and, and the, in the scene, but I, I kind of feel like as professional hitman, if, if I had to go do my business in someone else's house who I'm supposed to kill, I, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not shutting the door ever. Anyway, just saying. Fair enough. Just, just so, saying. So, Corny, Corny, your turn. Oh. Okay. Well, uh, let's see. Mm. I'm gonna give it uh, seven. Say what agains out of ten. So, so Chad, you said seven. And Corny has now said seven. Say what? Right? You said seven, right, Chad? I said eight. You said eight. Eight. Okay. So Corny's at seven. Sam, are you good? What's that? We're, we're up to uh, Corny and Chad have just given their out of tens. Oh, okay. So, um, so, so Chad had seven or eight shotguns to the crotch. Uh, okay. Corny had seven. Say what agains? And you get. Uh, I I've got. Oh, are you going to give me something? No, go me? ahead. Yours will probably be funnier than mine. I, I was just going to say, I give it nine flock of seagulls. There it is. There it is. I was gonna say. Nine <laughs> flock of seagulls out of ten. Well, good. Yeah. I, I would probably give this um, seven and a half Bruce Willis actually has hair out of ten. <laughs> Anybody, did, it, did it also throw you off? Yeah, I did. I'm like, oh, my God, he still actually has hair. Uh, anyway. Well, there Anybody you go. notice how... Uh, uh, Samuel Jackson looks the same age in uh, the last twenty years of his movies. Yes. <laughs> okay. I, really, like legit, like the dude has not aged. I mean, when I was watching this, I go, he's gained a little weight for like the Avengers and Captain America, but not much. In fact, you could almost account it to like, like bulk, like he's bulked up for the role of of Nick Fury because he needs to be a little more badass. I mean, yeah. other than that. From nineteen, from ninety four to twenty fourteen, which was twenty years, the dude aged three years. He's like <laughs> he's like reverse dog years. Every seven years to us is one year to him. Uh, anyway, so there you go. So that's our movie. So I gave it a seven and a half. I I, I probably would have liked it better. Actually, there's did probably, you, what did you notice on IMDb what it ranks in the top two hundred and fifty? Yeah. yeah, like really, really, really high. It's number five all time. Yeah, and that's again, I'm I'm not the. Are right... Are you missing something? No, I'm just not the right crowd. Clearly, yeah. clearly, this Tarantino films don't work for me very well because, and I don't know why. I don't know if it's the weirdness or the or the supreme violence or. Um, or in my case, maybe this one was expectations. Maybe my expectations of this movie were wrong. Obviously I thought Desperado was a Tarantino film, but that was, that was what skewed my expectations of Inglorious Bastards. I didn't like that movie either. So, um, 
now that I think about it, I didn't really much care for <clears throat> Kill Bill one or two either. So maybe I just don't <laughs> like him as a director, which is fine. Um, there's a lot You're of a monster. People, there's a lot of people that right. There's a lot of people that don't like other you know Spielberg movies or or uh, James Cameron movies. I don't, I don't know who those people are, but I'm sure there's people out there like that. So though I do still want to see Django, uh, Django Unchained. Uh, I still yeah, that's a uh, that one's also very very rough. Yeah. I watched that in the theater. Yeah, I, I know, I know it's very rough, and and there's a lot of uh, you know time period appropriate language and things like that. So well said, well said. Yeah, that's, that's a better way of saying they said the word nerf herder a lot. So anyway, so seven and a half. You know, again, I just it was good, and I'm really glad I can cross it off my book my my list of shame. Um, would I watch it again anytime soon? Probably not. Um, I'd, I, I'd enjoy watching scenes over. Yeah, you know, yeah, probably. There are some scenes, you are right, there are some scenes that are kind of hard to get through. Yeah. But my gosh, I could watch that, uh, the big Kahuna Burger scene over and over and yeah, over. Yeah, that's a pretty Love good it. scene. I, I actually really like that. In fact, yeah, I think that scene, that scene and then the, the torture scene are like my two favorite. And that's only because, again, Bruce Willis. You were a 6'6 six, six person. Yes, that's... Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, oh my. so at this point we do the top three we do a top three and we chose for this movie we didn't do Tarantino films because he's only done like seven so we decided to do top three hitman movies movies about hitman so I, and, I hit act- women. and hit women I actually cheated and did two lists so because there's so <sighs> many Jeez, two, please. yeah I actually did a Hitman movie list, and then my Bruce Willis Hitman movie list. <laughs> so you um, weren't allowed. Well, again, it's my rules, and I make things up as I go along. So, okay. so Chad, your three top three Hitman movies go. Uh, Pulp Fiction. Okay. The Jackal. There you go. And the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Nice. <laughs> list. Nice. The that's my list. There you go. I, you you got one of mine <laughs> on there. So there you go. Uh, Corny. I'm going to go with uh, Crank. Okay. <laughs> That's a terrible film. <laughs> it's a guilty pleasure. That's I fine. That's fine. We all have them. Uh, the Born Identity. Okay. And The Whole Nine Yards, even though it's not really about uh, a hitman. There you go. Still... <laughs> yeah, I almost did Whole Nine Yards. So, so between the two of you, you now have two of my Bruce Willis list. Right. All right, Sam, come on, complete the trifecta. He won't right. because none of you have ever heard no. of this movie. So no, and and Yentl. I don't think I have Bruce Willis on here. <laughs> yes. I did not. I did not include Pulp Fiction only because, as a, you know, I didn't want to include the movie we did tonight. But I've got a tie for third um, with uh, the Terminator One and Two. Okay, I enjoyed those. Number two, I don't know if any of you guys have ever seen, but it is one heck of a fun movie, Smoking Aces. Yeah. I've seen it. I, I that seeing... is a fun movie. It's yeah. real dumb, but it's fun. Yeah. And then another kind of dumb, fun movie, Wanted. I like that movie. Yeah. Ah, Bending Bullets. Yep. Yep. Good. And, uh, well, yeah. So, cool. So, like I said, I did a, a Bruce Willis one and then another one. So, my Bruce Willis one was The Whole Nine Yards. Yes. Um, Lucky Number Slevin. You know, I don't think I've ever seen that one. Yeah, not many people did. It's got Josh Hartnett in it and Bruce Willis and Morgan Freeman and Sir Bing Kingsley, and it's really awesome. And that sounds like a pretty good cast, actually. It, it really is a good yeah. cast. And well, anytime Morgan Freeman's in something, it's got to be good. And basically, the, the, this real quick synopsis, real quick: Morgan Freeman and 
um, Bing Kingsley hate each other, and they literally have tower buildings across the street from each other, and they oh, they constantly yeah. are warring with each other. And um, Bruce Willis is a hired gun, and he works for both. He works for the highest bidder, just like he does in uh, the last Last Man Standing, the the western that he did. And Josh Hartnett is just this dude who just happens to have the name of another dude. Um, <laughs> and they, he gets dragged into the situation and all hell kind of breaks loose. And Bruce Willis is, is pretty terrifying in this movie as in, he's just a cold blooded killer. It's awesome. And then my number one Bruce Willis movie is the Jackal. Um, okay. that's one of those movies where the bad guy doesn't win, but you kind of pull for him. Uh, I actually kind of want Bruce Willis to kill the first lady. Um, cause you kind of root for him. I mean, he kills Jack Black with that stupid gun, that ridiculous gun. And it's, it's I a, thought it was cool. I, I did too. I thought it was really awesome. Uranium depleted rounds and I'm about to sprawl. And Richard Gere's character's name is Declan Mulqueen. And <laughs> my son's name is Declan. Now I have to say that that's not where we got the name from. Um, but that's but kinda, his middle name is McLean, but that's kind of where I got the name from. So yeah. Anyway, not saying that my son was named after Richard Gere, but uh, we did like the name. My other list was, um, Corny, you said Wanted. I think Corny said Wanted. Right? No, I did. Sam. Sam did. Wanted. Yes. Big fan of that movie. It's, that's yeah, a, that's a guilty pleasure. It's fun. It's real dumb. And Any, anytime a, a weaving machine tells you what to do, oh, it's gosh. a fun movie. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's a requirement. That's how I decided lunch today. I don't know if that's a trope, but it should be. Um... <laughs> Road to Perdition. Tom oh, yeah. Hanks. Tom Hanks yeah, is a. See, uh, I, I really want to like that movie, but it was so slow to me. See, I, I again, that that to <laughs> me, that style of movie is is I liked it because it was subtle and and unique. But yet, you and, haven't seen Godfather. I haven't, and that's not because I don't want to. It's just because I haven't. Yeah, it's not like I'm afraid of it. It's this mythical thing that I'm afraid I'm going to be bored in. I just haven't seen it. Yeah. So it, yeah, that's. Uh, again, donuts and tires, and and then uh, well, I wrote. I guess I wrote four. Uh, the Bourne Identity tr- uh, trilogy. Oh, four quad quad. What's it? What's with four movies? Quartet. Quartet. Thank you. And then number one, Mister and Mrs. Smith. <laughs> Just because again, it's real fun and another my, guilty pleasure. Yeah, Angelina Jolie is in two of my movies. I didn't notice that. That's kind of funny. Yeah, one. Yeah. Oh yeah, whatever. Um, shut up, corny. Um, <laughs> You can't tell me what to do, Nerf Herder. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> Nerf Herder! All right. Um, well, we have an email this week. Woo! This is from Jennifer, who sent us the first email about the girl movie. Oh, dear. So, hey, guys. First, Hunger Games, really? I was talking about you guys getting tortured doing a rom-com. While I like the Hunger Games trilogy, I would really like to hear you guys squirm doing something romantic. Secondly, if you're going to do a podcast about audio, for the love of God, at least have some examples. Episode 13 was brutal. I, <laughs> I can't agree with you more, Jennifer. I'm sorry. I, I know that podcast, that last week's episode was rough. We, we won't do anything like it's that. It's Sam's fault, in all honesty. So it really was Sam's fault. Yeah, we're we're actually going to be taking measures to prevent stuff like that from ever happening again. <laughs> Lastly, another reason why th- her, her email was titled Lucky is an unlu- 13 is an unlucky number. Lastly, another reason why 13 wasn't that great is because you are missing the soul of the cast. Hope Sam gets Woo. better and comes back to save you guys. Miss his last, even if it's annoying. Keep up the- <laughs> There's a backhanded compliment. 
Christ. I like your face when I don't see it. Right. <laughs> Keep up the good work, and I'm looking forward to 14, Jen. Well, Jen. Thanks, Jen. So here's the deal, Jen, okay? I talked to my wife, Sarah, tonight, and I have charged her with finding a rom-com suitable for the four of us idiots to watch. Oh, no. Ah. So, I that. I know. So we have to we have to please our listeners because we don't have very many and apparently we have one or two. We have well at least well I think we have more than that. We have but, one for right now. But right now we only have one. <laughs> We got to keep the one we got to keep the ones we've got. We've got to keep the one we have. So uh Jen, we we hear you. We get it. Um we're sorry for lucky unlucky 13 and we will do better. There you go. Um, so on. Uh, with that being said, that's kind of pretty much the episode. The only other kind of fun bit of news that I have is that we have a kind of uh, a sponsor. Kind of. We have a sponsor. I mean, I don't, do. I, I don't really know how else to say it. Um, allposters.com uh, is a real sponsor. Allposters.com. There, there will be a link on our website by the time this podcast airs. Sam? Yes, yes, it should by Friday, right? So what or you do, by today, I mean. By today, by whenever you, whenever you hear this. Um, yes. So whenever you hear these words, take heed. So allposters.com, uh, check them out. Go to our website, cheapseatreviews.com. There will be a, a link probably right on the front page or somewhere, and it'll take you. Uh, Sam dropped again. Damn it, Sam. Um, anyway, I might just finish the episode without him. Um, there'll be a link right on the front of the page. You'll click on it and it'll be, it'll say, um, you know, all posters, whatever you click on that. They've got great movie posters. They've got a really cool section on action light lights, camera action. And it's all about movie posters and they've got other movie, po- other posters besides movies. But, um, I'm obviously the biggest into movie posters and stuff like that. Cause we like movies and that's what we talk about all day. So Check them out. Go to the, go there. Uh, whatever. And, and from now until the end of the month, you're going to get 25 percent off all of your order, off of everything that you order. 25 percent off. It's not a bad deal. If you want yourself a good movie poster of something from a movie, awesome. So there you go. Like so, Royale with cheese. With a Royale, yeah. You might that might be there. I don't know. So check them out. So there you go. So with that being said, uh, cheapseatreviews.com is our website. Like us on Facebook at Cheap Seat. I need to get back to my script. I can't do all this by memory. Um, sorry. I know that was awkward. <laughs> Special thanks goes out to <laughs> Sam already screwed up. Oh, what are we watching? We didn't talk yeah, about I, that. I was going to say, well, I actually had taken the time to to go find a uh, a suitable romantic comedy movie. and uh, It's one that I, I do happen to know um, is kind of a classic. Uh, I was going to do that, but... Well, yeah. tell me what it is, and then if we, if the three of us that are still on the air right now agree, <laughs> uh, it's actually going to be uh, "Say Anything" with uh, John Cusack. Okay. And um, I have not. It's seen a that. 1989 movie. Yeah, yeah. It's the the bit where he holds up the boombox. Yeah, there. yeah. I uh, all right. Maybe maybe we'll do that. I don't know. John Cusack doesn't strike me as a good actor. I don't know how he got work in the <laughs> '80s. Um. His work he's Harry doing Matt now Sally? is real bad. Uh, Harry Met Sally? I don't know. Well, we'll, t- we'll talk off air. Jack Nicholson. So uh, 14 will, I mean, sorry, 15 will have to be uh, to be announced. But it will be Well, no, comedy, we're not going to do We're not going to do the romantic comedy next week. What are we doing next oh. week? We already have something on schedule for next week. Oh, well, in that case, then. <laughs> sorry, folks. Um, yeah, we're going to do that in a couple. We're not the next one on the list was actually Timeline, 
Uh, this is a Sam request. Right, timeline. It's that uh, Michael Crichton joint. Right. I'm saying joint a lot. Oh, sorry. Well, after watching uh, this movie about drugs and stuff, I'm saying joint a lot. Sam, are you having issues? Yes. Yes, I'm having huge issues. Are, are you on your iPad now? Yes. He's in, like he's okay. in space, folks. He actually flew. <laughs> <laughs> we're just talking about what we're doing next week. So we're doing timeline. Sam is the res- is responsible for this. Yay, another Michael Crichton. Yeah. Yeah. A joint. <laughs> a, a joint. Have we done one before? No, but no. we talk no. about Jurassic Park all the time. No, you talk about Jurassic Park all the time. <laughs> Isn't it lovely? No. Um, no. All right, Actually, cool. I, I prefer Sam's voice this way for the rest of the podcast. Well, it's going to have to be that way because we're about <laughs> done. What for are we future all... podcasts as well. No. No, his voice sounds terrible. Stop it. Uh, are we watching anything? Oh, the laugh is worse. Yeah, it's, it sounds terrible. What are, we, what are we watching? Are we watching anything? Yes. Well, go. Somebody. I don't care. Oh. I, let's see. I've watched Man of Steel, um, which doesn't hold up, believe it or not. No, um, it's only a year old. I know. I know. It's just it's just not hmm. not as good the second time around. Weird. I owned it on Blu-ray. I liked it. Yeah. Um, I watched uh, Dark Knight Rises. That's a movie yeah. that doesn't hold up. Yeah, it does not hold up. I watched the... the, the uh, the movie that came out with Olympus Has Fallen, White House Down, which is horrendous. That movie sucks. That is a horrible, horrible movie. Yeah, Olympus Has Fallen is way better. And if you've not seen it, go watch it and then listen to our episode about it. Yeah, yeah. There's another shameless um, plug. What else have I... That's, that's, that's I, a, I lot. a lot. of stuff. Yeah, yeah, Game of Thrones is back on, so I'm super psyched about that. Cool. Um, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Cool. Chad, you watch anything? Uh, just Game of Thrones. Really excited about that. You sound like it. (laughs) Sorry, it's been a long day. I know it it always is on on these nights. Uh, Corny, you watch anything besides Uh, Arrow, which is getting freaking awesome? I know, right? Um, That was really high pitched. (laughs) Yes, it was. I don't think the microphone even picked up on it. Uh, Actually, I uh, I went on a uh, an adventure and and watched uh, movie forty three last night, Mm. and uh, that was a damned waste of my time. Yeah, I've heard heard that. That's fun. I'm ashamed that I've watched it, and uh, I've uh, paid penance by watching Rubber. Oh, jeez. Oh. Again? <laughs> no, no, I just stared oh. at the uh, you, you, of you built up the penance. <laughs> you just went outside and looked at a tire and thought that, did, that was actually. a better movie. He's like, that's good enough. Moving on. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah, well, I, I watched uh, Congo, too, as well, today. Don't, and, uh, yeah, that's, on it, our, that's on our list. Don't watch that. What it is? Yeah. Yes. You, you suggested it. You requested it like a month, like three months ago. I will okay. watch it again once it comes back. Oh, jeez. So. Uh, yeah, that's Sam calling in, folks. We uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, well, good. I, I'm watching uh, Marvel's Agents of Shield, which is getting really, really good, and I'm yes. really excited to watch tonight's, or I guess Tuesday's episode, which is tonight. Um, as we record this, I oh, know we're breaking the fourth wall. Um. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that, and uh, what else did I watch? Uh, I've seen Frozen like four times now. Yeah. Um, but you have, I have a small child, so that happens. Uh, well, that's it. Cool. Uh, next week, Timeline with uh, the late, great Paul Walker, and I bet you all forgot that Gerard Butler was in that. Uh-huh. Yeah, you did, didn't you? So there you go. There's your tidbit for next week. Go watch Timeline, because we have to. Yes. Um, special thanks goes out to right. We're done. Yeah. Show notes. Show, show, show notes. notes. <laughs> thanks. Special thanks goes out to Sight and Sound AV at sightandsoundav.com. 
uh, Steve Everett for his intro and outro music. Check him out at steveverett.net. Leave us a review on iTunes. Um, we love to hear them. We love to read them. We love to hear your feedback, Jen, uh, and other people besides Jen. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash cheapseatreviews. Follow us on Twitter at cheapseatcast. I'm really bad at posting stuff, but I will try to be better at it. No, you won't. Check out our website at, you're right, at uh, cheapseatreviews.com. And please send us your emails to cheapseatreview at gmail.com. I dare you. I double dare you. Right. Um, if any of you nerf hurting pricks move, I'll execute every nerf hurting last one of you. Wow. With that being said, uh, this is Sean saying on behalf of Chad and Sam and Corny, good night and uh, don't get accidentally shot in the face in the backseat of a car. We live on West Coast. Ouch. Woohoo.